Hello and welcome to Now Here's a Thing, the latest laid-back podcast crafted by me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble. I can't remember what we do here. You just go in with Now Here's a Thing. Now, here's a thing. I came across, let me find my notes. What do you, what sort of words do you, what sort of words do you use that nobody else uses? In the um, Positive News magazine, okay, there was an article um, about something called the Dialect and Heritage Project. Oh, fantastic. And I thought, ooh, this sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm a Stokey. There's right. loads of uh, dialect from Stoke. Right. So what they do is basically there's this sort of questionnaire that you need to fill in online and it asks you questions about how you say things um what word you you know how you actually speak a word what sort of things so it asks you where you grew up and where you spent the majority of your childhood and stuff like that and then it and all the usual rubbish and then it says um what do you call a room in a house for storing food I haven't got a whole room for storing food. That's a bit posh. A larder or a pantry, I guess. Okay. So pantry, buttery, cellar, larder, scullery, cutch, closet, cupboard, or something else. Yeah. There you go. Pantry would have been when I was a kid. We did have a pantry. Pantry, okay. Pantry, yeah. What's your word for these? Spring onions. Spring onions, yes. Same as me. Chibbles, chiplets. Gibbles, spring onions, gibbons, wow. runts, scallions. Scallions are good. I thought yeah. that was American. Triples, something else. Wow, okay, who knew? Uh, You're not going to show me a picture of a bread roll now, are you? Yes, we come on to that. Uh, Don't okay, worry. Stick, yeah. stick with it, stick yeah. with it. If you haven't eaten anything for a long time, you're bound to feel... Starving. Yeah. There's well, another word, and I've forgotten what it is, in Stoke. Clent. Clem, yeah. Or clamish. Clem. Clamish. I, I haven't got the clempt bit. Clempt. Okay. Clem. Well, there's clamish, starving, clempt, hungry, famished, leery. Leery. Clammed. Ah, oh, so close. Clem. Clem. Very yeah, close, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. variational. Um, okay, so which of these words do you use for something to eat? Uh... Bevers, snap, snack, bait, scran, docky, tommy, bagging, or something else. <laughs> well, no. Um, <laughs> right. So, scran, I've heard, but yeah. don't think I used. Uh, snapping was when I was a kid. You snapping. Right. Okay. That was like your packed lunch, snapping. Yep. Uh, I've heard bait as well, but I, I've not really used that. Yeah, I'd say snack. My uncle would say bait. Um, okay. Uh, did they not have snapping? No, they didn't. Oh. So that would count as something else. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's all sorts of things. Uh, oh, here we go. Let's go to the bread roll. Okay. Right, so what do you call one of those? Oh, well, that that's a bread roll. That's a bread roll. Okay. It's a very specific um, look to a bap. A bap is different. A batch, a balm, a bread cake, a bread roll, a bun, a bat, a cob, a roll. Yeah, bap's like the big flat one. That's what I think of, yeah. 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 When I was doing work over in Derbyshire, they called those cobs. 
Oh. Bacon cob. Oh. Um, okay, when you say the word for those things that you put jam and cream in, either a Cornish or a... Scone. A scone. So when you say the word scone, does it rhyme with gone or bone? Scone. Scone. I think it also depends who I'm with. I've got a feeling that I adjust my language to suit. Right. My so company. you might say scone. Unlikely, actually. Yeah, scone. Yeah, it sounds scone. a bit posh. Uh, and when you say the words three and free out loud, do they sound the same or different? Let's try it now. Three. Three. Yeah, so some people say free, don't they? And they mean three. Okay. <laughs> oh, they're wrong. Stop saying free. Say three. Do you mean free or do you mean. Yeah. Three. So do you say this correctly or do you say this incorrectly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. What about then coffees that are made with milk? Latte. Yeah, or a latte. Oh, no, I say bath, not bath. <laughs> there we go. See? Latte. Uh, anyway, there's, there's all no sorts R of... in that. All sorts of things. What, what you... What, oh, crikey, here we go. What do you call this? You see, we're in the playground now. A seesaw. Oh, yeah. A Butterway, a Hayley Gailey. Wow. A Lincoln Jinkum. <laughs> Do I live in an alternate reality? A Queagle. What? I suppose it makes your tummy go a bit queagly. A Rantipole, a Teetotter, a Tiddy Bump, a Swaygog. Dear God. Anyway, it's fascinating. So you can, if you're interested in contributing to the heritage... Uh, the great big dialect hunt, you just go to dialectandheritage.org.uk. So I've got the uh, benefit of living um, with with a Welshman, with Welsh heritage, whose mother is a Welsh speaker, who uh, through family connections have sort of had this history of one, mutating some of the Welsh words, okay, and two, um, from, from um, his dad's side of the family, his grandparents getting the words wrong. Oh, so because yeah. where's his dad from? Oh, his dad's from Wrexham, but his his outside um, of family not Welsh speakers. Okay, so they would often mispronounce words, and so in my family, the, there's like people routinely mispronounce words on purpose. But I've been really quite conscious of like going to the kids. You know that's a family thing, don't you? You you yeah. know that's not that's how not the you right pronounce way. that. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a few um, there's one phrase I must share with you. Um, there's when somebody's died. I'd always heard this thing re holler, and I'm not sure I've pronounced it correctly. Okay. Somebody's re holler, okay. and I've always thought oh, it's re holler. Obviously, clearly something quite profound about them having died there. And it's only quite recently I found out that that means farted their last fart. <laughs> And so I had to go back and check myself to see if I'd actually... When you never said that to me before. Oh, I'm sorry to hear sorry. that they're rare horror. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, but well. Yeah. Well, this week of all weeks, you shouldn't be saying that. But Queen... Well, she's farted the last fart. Oh, my God. I wasn't saying it about the Queen. No, no, Before no. anybody no, 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 complained. No, but, but, but you, you could... Yeah. She won't be farting again. <laughs> yeah, so that, and then we've got a collection of, of words 
that, that have sort of come from Welsh, mutated a little bit into the family colloquialisms. And then you add on a little bit of the mispronunciations from um, the, his dad's side of the family. And my kids, I'm surprised that they've done so well in English so far. <laughs> they've got, you've got your own language. Yes. Yeah, but I think that that happens quite a lot, like a couple of those, like Bates. So my uncle, who lives in, in the Welsh borders over sort of um, the his bait bag would be what he'd take his pat lunch to yeah, work his in. snapping bag. His snap, yeah, yeah. And then snap comes from, I think, it comes from when the miners used to have their dinner in a bowl. Yeah. They would have a napkin tied around it. So they were having their nap napkin. So it's... Uznap. Yeah. Uznap. Well, I guess because I've got a mixture of Stokian, there's a load of dialects there. Um, and then there's um, my, my family, my mum's side of the family are from the northeast mining okay. community. Yeah. So it was my granddad that had the snapping. And yeah. you know, they, they, had, uh, they went to Kirkin when they went to church. Oh, yeah. Going Kirkin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember many. But then in Scotland, a, a church is a kirk, isn't it? Yeah. So I suppose it's fa it is fascinating language. How and what I find particularly fascinating is how you know the English language. It, so English is spoken in lots of different countries, but then it has different accents. Yeah. So I can understand different words because words sort of mutate and evolve, yeah. but. Where do the why do we have different accents? Strange, isn't it? Even in Stoke, North and South Stoke, so even a small area, you can tell the accent is slightly different. Or you used to be able to. Yeah. I don't know if you haven't lived there for a long time, but you used to be able to tell somebody from South Stoke and North Stoke. Yeah. But have you been, have you been watching um, the documentary that's on Disney, Welcome to Wrexham? No. Um, it's about the. Um, the takeover of Wrexham Football Club by Ryan Reynolds and oh, Rob no. Oh no, you need to catch up. And it's uh, it's very even if you don't like football, it's it's about human nature and the fans. And it's not just about Rob and Ryan. I think in the last two episodes, they were a very small percentage of it. It was the real people in it that were really the story. But, but all the way through, when normal Wrexham people are talking, they they've got um, no. subtitles. Subtitles. Yeah. Because this has been watched all around the world. Oh, yeah. So I suppose, yeah. It yeah. Will, it, and so, that's the other thing. When you live in a certain area. You talk a bit quicker as well with people who are talking the same, same accent dialect. and dialect yeah. as you. Yeah. I, I used to find it, because um, wherever I go, I pick up an accent from wherever I am. Yeah. But if I go back home to Stoke and I'm talking to a Stokey, particularly a family member, we can be talking really quick and and so that I imagine we would need subtitles. Well, that's because I just slip straight back nonsense. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no dear. Anyway, what have you got for this week? Okay, so here's, here's one of my things, and that is um, prompted um, by a film I gave up watching. Oh, God. Very recently. Is, is, are you one of those people that is okay to give up watching a film or stop reading a book if you're not enjoying it? Or do you feel you need to see it through to the bitter end? Um, I will persevere for a while, but there will come a point when I'm like, 
I'm not watching this anymore or I'll have to have another go at this book because it's not doing it for me at the moment and it might be frame of mind okay. what have you quitted on and how long in <laughs> how far did you get two minutes so probably up until today the one that stands in my mind most of all is a much lauded film um that Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr and oh. that sticks in my mind absolutely hated it and I just could not get into it and stopped watching it. Were you at the cinema or were you watching it at home? Unfortunately, I was at home, yes. Okay. But I've never been tempted to go back to it. It just didn't connect with it. And that, oh. I can watch anything, really, until today. Oh. And then I'm watching something that appeared. I had the afternoon off because I was doing some other things with my son. And while he was um, engaged with his um, appointment, I thought, well, that's all watch something so I was um, watching this thing on Netflix when it first started it was like oh this is like one of those channel four films you watch at Christmas you know if you've had some time off at Christmas and you're just watching one of the Christmas films and you know where they're going they're a bit bleh. yeah but, yeah but easy watching and you know where it's going to go and you're not going to have any big shocks but um yeah I, I gave up on this one it's, it's in the top 10 or one that netflix is recommending to me so watch out for everybody what's it called i can't remember now i feel oh, mean oh gosh so you, you can't let me not have only did I you not like it you've erased it from your memory yeah i actually gave it a thumbs down and i rarely do that so it was just like mm. how long did you last watching it do you think um half an hour okay oh well that's a fair investment yeah uh, it was something about somebody whose life falls apart and then um so yeah i've, I've deleted it okay from my, one of the basic uh, plots life falls apart fiction. moves back in with the mother goes to a cooking class and it just seemed so derivative I'd, it was like a film that i'd watched on netflix a few weeks ago it's like oh okay but sometimes that can be quite comforting if you're it looking can. for something that you that's don't really I say, want like to think about. That's why I say like the Channel about. 5 Christmas films. I yeah. quite like them. Especially if you're like snuggled under a blanket or something. Yeah. And you're just having a, a lazy day. But yeah. Yeah, you're not really... Not I wasn't, really wasn't in the mood for that. So, okay, so if you are... If you're not afraid to stop watching something when you don't like it, what are you like or or indeed reading it what do you like about reading a book twice or watching a film twice not in close succession but a film yeah. that you've already seen will you watch yeah. it again I'll, I'll watch them again yeah any I think film you can... or is it yeah not one of those channel four christmas movie films <laughs> yeah. Channel five, sorry. yeah no but things like uh, some of the classic ones um i've watched all the avengers films at least once because i've watched them and then the kids have wanted to watch them in order and then you've got the next one coming you want to watch them or have things like the holiday i like to watch it at christmas love actually you know yeah yeah like that. yeah okay and another i watch a um tv series again so good omens is just about to um series two is going to come out but actually i feel like i need to just remind myself and watch series one mm. again but if it's only just about the plot and i'm not really that interested in sometimes you want to get a, a bit more nuance out of it and particularly since i, I became all poncy and did that writing course oh so now yeah. you're critiquing as oh, you're watching yeah, now i want to watch how they made the film with a different well. pair yeah. of eyes yeah which is why i love this there's a series called movies that made us where they, they go through and they show you how the films were made, right from writing it through oh. to casting and, and all the problems of making it. Oh, do you just listen? share with you, dear, <laughs> dear listener, 
the pain <laughs> on Heather's face then. I take it you wouldn't be watching that series. So do you watch the director's cut of things like, you know, in the days when you had like a DVD? Do you remember those yeah. days? No, I haven't watched any director's cuts. Oh, so you know anything. that you've got the film. Oh, I've done the ones whole, where they're talking. Yeah, the commentary. Oh, yeah. Oh. Sorry, I've done that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because I like to see their thought process as they're making it. No, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm not very good at watching films twice. Um, I'll, they've usually got to have music in them. So I, I do like Love Actually, but that's just about getting you in the mood for Christmas um, yeah. and making you cry. Um, sometimes you want to cry, don't you? Um, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, I've, I've watched, watched that several many, times. many, many Delovely, times. Delovely, I've watched several times. Oh. Um, Life of Cole Porter, nice music, nice costumes, amazing costumes. But yeah, I'm not very good. No, with a book, I'm like, I know what happens in this, so what's the point? Yeah, I won't really read a book. Although that said, at <laughs> my current stage of life, there's a good chance it, I might have forgotten how it finished. You were. <laughs> to read it again anyway. <laughs> but that, I'm just going to show Heather a photograph. That's the most recent book that I've just abandoned oh. part way through. Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes. Yeah, no offence, Natalie, but when I posted this on Instagram, because I mentioned um, on our other podcast, uh, Big Business Briefs previously, that um, I like to keep track of the books I've read. Um, so you stick them on I Instagram. take a picture and put them on Instagram. And I'd put on, I was really struggling with this, and loads of people saying, oh, I really enjoyed that, I really enjoyed that. So, you know what? I may be the only one who didn't enjoy it, but I found it really difficult to get into. And in the end, I just put it to one side and went, okay, it's not for me. But I, I know people that will not stop reading a book. Yeah, I continue more now than I used to. I used to, I used to give up quite easily. And, you know, sometimes you start a book and it's like, oh, this is all a bit confusing. It's like, just no, just keep going, keep going, because it might all fall into place. But then yeah. I do get to a point where I'm like, okay, this isn't, if I spend too much time going back and reading something I've read before, then I don't think that's good writing because it should take you with you. It should take you through the book, shouldn't it? Yeah. You shouldn't have to keep going back and reading. Who's this? Who's this they're talking about now? <laughs> Mind you, I do that in film. I'm just going to say, I bet you like that. In, and some of the TV programmes I watch, you, you would just hate them. Well, I know you'd hate them anyway. So. I have to do that. I, to Stuart, my husband, um, if we're watching a film, I must be so annoying. It, just in general, I'm annoying, but watching a film, I'm probably very annoying. He'll look at me and he'll go, are you up to speed? And I'll go, do you mind if we just pause for a minute? And then it will be like, because, you know, the one very attractive dark-haired model who's petite, and now there's another very attractive dark-haired model. Yeah, they need to model. make them look very different. Yeah, it's they? like, well, don't give me two people. Make one of them blonde, make one of them brunette, make one of them fat, make one of them thin, tall, short, I don't know. Yeah. But no, they just all look the same. Okay. So I struggle with that. So... God help us, if I put you and my husband in a room watching a programme together, uh, would he he'd just me? be the blind leading the blind, no? Oh. He's regularly going, uh, can we just stop? <laughs> <laughs> can you, can, right, can I get this right? Are we here? That, so me and Stuart. Is she the one who? I think me and Stuart need to watch TV programmes together and put you and Chris together. The, the world would end and you wouldn't notice. I think Chris and I probably say, should we just pause <laughs> Now, here's another thing. Uh, you know songs that you haven't heard for ages and ages and ages and then they come on oh, yeah. radio or whatever. And you go, this is a brilliant song. And I heard this song the other day. Okay. 
And it's a Baz Luhrmann song. Wear sunscreen. Okay, yeah, that? it was all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I haven't, I haven't heard this for ages. And so I was listening to the lyrics, and the lyrics are really good advice. I think it was intended to be really good advice, um, but it's amazing. And it talks about you know every every verse has got you know don't worry about the future. Um, Floss. Don't waste time on jealousy. Don't feel guilty if you don't know what you want to do with your life. Maybe you'll marry, maybe you won't. Enjoy your body, use it every way you can. All of these things. Just did you feel soothed by it? Not so much soothed, because I was like, actually, you could just teach that in school. Because uh, it's you know, maybe you'll marry, maybe you won't, maybe you'll have children, maybe you won't, maybe you'll divorce at 40, maybe you'll dance the funky chicken on your 75th wedding anniversary. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't congrat congratulate, congratulate yourself too much or berate yourself either. Your choices are half chance, so are everybody else's. It, Bless. It's just, it's brilliant. Do not read beauty magazines, they will only make you feel ugly. It's genius. Um, get to know your parents. You never know when they'll be gone for good. Yeah. Live in New York City once, but believe before it makes you hard. Yeah. Travel. Respect your elders. Don't mess too much with your hair, or by the time you're 40, it will look 85. <laughs> Bit late for me. Yeah, we all my hair most of my in the life. 80s, didn't we? <laughs> Did you have perms? I didn't have perms. I didn't have perms in the 80s. And then when I was um, splitting up from my first husband, my hair went curly just on its own. It's not curly, but it went very curly and it looked really good. And then stress, it just went curly. Yeah, stress own. related. Wow. Um, and um, I don't think I'm going to be able to move over that fact. Your hair went curly. It went curly on its wow. own. Yeah. Apparently, it sometimes happens with women when they have babies. Their hair goes curly. Um, uh, or when it grows back after chemotherapy, it grows back curly. Anyway, chemo perm. But it it was curly and it looked great, looked really good. And so then when it sort so of so the post divorce hair was the post divorce hair was great, yeah. yeah. And so then when it started to be a bit straight, I thought, oh no, I'll have a perm. <laughs> oh my god, it was the worst thing ever. And I think I had to have a passport photo at the same time. I remember, I had it permed on the Saturday, and then I went to my stepsister's 40th birthday party the next day. And I, you know, when you're just like, I don't want to be here. I just want a bag on my head. This looks really bad. I don't know why the hairdresser did it to me. But it was like a really tight curly perm, like a, like a perm my mum had. It was terrible. <laughs> I had those perms. Well, I've never had a perm since. <laughs> yeah. Child in a rainbow jumper, huh? That's very sweet. So we're in our regular haunt of it, it does seem to have become our regular, doesn't it? The pub. Yeah. Yeah. And and hence you've got the pub in the background. Yeah. I hope in, it's feeling quite atmospheric. I've got half a pint of lager. Heather's gone soft on me this week. Yeah, I've gone for a soft drink and it's supposed to be a half, but it looks like it's a pint. Because it looks much bigger than that half pint. But it hasn't got a mark on the glass, I don't think. So you're not going to send it back anyway. No, I'm not complaining. It's just like, to start with, I thought that's quite an optical illusion, but now I don't think it is an optical illusion. I think it's a pint of coke. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Now Here's a Thing is a Jones and Noble production brought to you every week. Well, maybe not every week, Heather. <laughs> Recorded with an iPhone, a microphone and lots of hot air. Hot air.